Well, you don't need me to back announce that for you. It's Wheatus, Teenage Dirtbag. Of course it is. We've been singing it since forever knows when. Uh, Wheatus coming to Cambridge. First time in a while. Uh, they'll be playing the Junction in November. And the man himself, Brendan, BBB to his friends, is on the line. Brendan, very good morning to you. Hello, good morning to you. They, yeah, I think my morning might be a little bit earlier than your morning yes. here in New York, but yeah, okay. Yes, absolutely. Listen, thanks for joining us. I mean, when you sit and look back, it's 30-odd years nearly, isn't it, for, for, for Teenage Oh, wow, Dirtbag? yeah. Yeah, the first time I ever hit the road for real as a musician, I was opening up for Joan Jett and the, uh, the Blackhearts in 1996. So we are fast approaching. That was another band. That wasn't Weedus, but that, uh, fast approaching my, uh, like you said, 30th of being a, a pro musician. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. Sorry to start your day like that. But yeah, I mean, but you yeah, from, got me feeling old in the morning. Sorry, yeah. fella. <laughs> but <laughs> from what I've read of it, though, you, you kind of, unlike other bands where, oh, well, we were just jamming and we got discovered. You you set out, didn't you? You you hired them out. It's like, right, we're going to, you, you, you got people in. You, you were going to make it. Well, we were very careful. Let's just put it that way. It took a long time before I, I was uh, comfortable showing anybody the work I was doing for Weedus, and I was in a lot of other projects during that time, uh, a few of which actually, uh, uh, one of which had a major label deal, and, uh, and I was uh, sort of um, the writer and, and um, arranger on that and the guitar player, and then I kind of got pushed to the side when it was time to talk business, so I learned that lesson, <laughs> um, but uh, the, the whole while I was working on the Weedus stuff, and I just uh, didn't, didn't feel safe uh, showing it to anybody, I was also developing, you know, developing my voice and and exactly what I was going to sound like and what the band would be like. Um, and times were also changing. There were these uh, uh, whispers of MP3 and um, mm. and things like that in the late '90s. I was fortunate enough to work for um, a VPN company when back then, uh, and uh, got some got some early tech info about what might be coming. And uh, it was all luck, really, that, that whole thing, you know. Oh, I don't know. Right I think place, it right sounds place. to me like yeah, well, I said, there's a bit of shrewd operating as well in there because so many others were floundering around and sort of scarpering yeah. about at that time. And you kind of had your eye, your eye on it. Is that, the, is that the Brooklyn boy in you? Because you're a New York born and bred job. Is that, is that the Brooklyn yeah, I, boy? I grew up on Long Island. Uh, I, I, I moved to New York City uh, in 96, uh, Lower East Side, as soon as I got out of college. And I... Um, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, working class family. My dad sold cars. My mom worked full time as an interior decorator, and my grandmother, even who lived with us, worked as a, a, a medical secretary. And we, we, there was no, there was no sitting around, you know. Mm. Um, uh, and so I felt felt the the need to watch watch the pennies early on, just uh, just from the way I was raised. So I I don't I didn't uh, I knew that there were fortunes that were very easy to lose in the music industry. Yes. And um, uh, again, when we signed a record deal, we opted for a, no advance. We just took a small recording fund. The record didn't cost much at all. We did it at my mom's house. Everything on the, on the cheap, cutting corners, um, working as hard as we could. Yeah, I guess, I guess it was a bit of sort of like, maybe it would call it fear. You know, that, well, a bit fear, of fear, fear never of hurts. Peril, yeah. Yeah, fear never <laughs> hurts, does it? Focuses the yeah. mind in my in my book. But when you go along and then, and then you hit something like Teenage Dirtbag fairly early on, that must have been a, a, a great bit of training for you then, because suddenly here it comes, Teenage Dirtbag, exactly. global hit. Exactly, and it was a bit of a challenge to try and figure out well what part of what we're experiencing here has always been happening in the music industry, and what part of it is this novel 
situation where the internet is becoming a thing and these、mm. old companies are not designed for that. Right?、Mm. They're, not, they're not equipped for the new media that they're trying to sell, which is a strange paradox. But we were right on that cusp where we had we stayed with the major labels after our first release, we would probably have wound up in a lot of trouble.、Uh, many, many bands from that generation were shelved or had their records. And they, they didn't release our second, right? And I'm not saying that they, that they were, that there was any opportunity for them to, to treat us the right way. But,、um, but we were fortunate in that when we. When we left the major label system, we were able to take that second album with us and,、um, and own the master. So they only got one album out of us, which we re recorded these past few years and now own the only, it seems, multi track master of Teenage Dirtbag and the first album. So it was like a weird, like, we, it's almost like we stepped onto the Titanic right before it hit the iceberg and were able to step off of it right before it sank. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a great analogy. That is a great analogy. And, and I mean, in terms of the band members, you know, as with so many rock bands, you know, some, you're, you're sort of the original surviving member, if you like, and there's been quite a list. I mean, so much so that on your Wikipedia page, there's a bit of a timeline for when people join and people, go, and people、yeah. come back. But you've, you've toured, you've toured as an original lineup and the, the latest lineup. So the, obviously, the, the bonds and everything are all still there from those early days. It's a big extended family.、Um, My partner, Gabrielle, who is currently in w e d i s is one of the singers, is doing a solo project with Phil Jimenez from the first album.、Right. He was my co producer then. I still talk to Mike McCabe. My brother is, of course, my brother who lives 30 minutes away from me in New Jersey. So we kind of like, it's always been this <clears throat> extended family. And, you know, just, just,、uh, just this past summer, I had、uh, one of our old bass players, Nick DiPiero, come into this very studio and help me work on some sounds because the others were, had other obligations during the summer. So it's very much a revolving door.、Um, nobody's really truly on the outs ever. It's、uh, just more like、uh, a music family, and we all have ideas and we try, try and help each other out. And everybody knows that the weedest thing has been my. Weird thing from the get go because I started it alone, frankly.、Yeah. I, spent, I spent two years working on the music without showing a soul. So、um, I think that there's that understanding from long, long ago that、um, you know, we're all, we're all going to be called upon at some point to work on each other's music, and that happens all the time. All the time.、So. Now, you said there about you did so much of it on your own, especially in those early days in the songwriting and production. Do you still do that now, or do you do others sort of chip up and go, you could do a bass line like this, or is it like, you know, you don't ever ask that of Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it, it's funny. I have、um, very particular ideas in the, in the pre production process. And then when we get in, once, some, once Matthew has learned the bass line that I'm thinking of, or Gabrielle's learned the harmonies I'm thinking of, Once we've got that down, then we start tinkering,、uh-huh. right? Once, once this, this silly idea is out of the head, then we have to test its value, so to speak. And, then, and that's when we start deconstructing and reconstructing. And that's when the ideas kind of flow.、Um, and、uh, many times, Matthew has you know, just sort of improvised a note somewhere, and I've gone, Oh, that's a different harmony. Let's try that one. Well, no, actually, put that one over here where you were playing the other one. You know, like it, it begins to.、Um, Turn into a stew at some point.、Um, yeah, that's. But、uh, just before we started speaking, I was working on a Christmas song. I got here、uh, at the studio at about 7 15 in the morning and cranked up the laptop and started working on this Christmas original that we're working on.、Uh, 
uh, for December. So, um, and that's very much a solitary process. There's no noise. I'm have my headphones in really quietly, and I'm just sort of like plugging away at these concepts yeah. until a song emerges. Um, so yeah, it's both. It's both. Really. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, we look forward to that Christmas song. You've let that cat out of the bag now. That's put you on a deadline because we want it for right. Christmas. We want it for Christmas this year, not Christmas next. <laughs> yep, working on it. Working on it. <laughs> so it's been four Christmas years. Christmas in August. <laughs> exactly. That's always the trouble, isn't it? <laughs> so you were last in the UK in 2019. It's been 2017 since you last played in Cambridge, though. That's right. Um, but I always think feel so. F- such fond feelings about the place because first of all obviously the history everybody knows but we did one time play uh during during a period where we weren't getting many calls we got a call from king's college and um uh they were graduating and they wanted somebody to play their their final commencement ball oh for the may balls oh my goodness yeah and it was it was so special and so so completely bizarre and wonderful, and we were really proud and honored to be a part of it. And we got to play uh, a full rock show on this, you know, precious piece of I don't know how old, maybe a, maybe eight hundred year old green yeah. that they have in the in the campus there, and um, that they're not allowed to walk on unless it's <laughs> this one day, you know. Yes. And we were part of it, and I thought, oh man, if they only knew, they invited these Long Island guys in here to do this like stupid show, like you know. And and but it was it's one of the, it's those kinds of moments. Like I remember Cambridge in that way. It was one of the places that we began to work heavily again after. You know the financial crisis, two thousand nine. Sure. Things kind of like settle down a little bit. So um, yeah, it's, it'll always be a, a oh, we're headed back to Cambridge. You know? well, we're looking forward to welcoming you back to the junction in November. Very nearly time to wrap up, but you mentioned you just let slip that this you're using the same microphone in your studio now that Dolly Parton uses, and that anything Dolly does is all right with you. Is that the sort of That's thing? Correct. Is, that, is that what is it about the way? Is it the way she produces her music or what? Do you mean besides that she's perfect? Oh, okay. And, and yeah, I'll take your rainbows? point. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, she's, first of all, she's a brilliant songwriter. Let's just get that yes. out of the way, right? Yeah. And she can shred the guitar on all of her stuff. She just put out a rock record. I don't know if anybody even know that. It's on our playlist. We're, yeah. It's we're, yeah. great. It's a great rock record she just put out. And, you know, she's, um, obviously, you can say that she's an American legend and all of that stuff, but what she really is at the core is an excellent musician yeah right she knows she picked that microphone she knows what that thing sounds like she knows everything there is to know about this process over these years and for that reason if dolly does it we do it All that's right. it that's going to be my <laughs> quotes now for next time i play the, the next week's track and we are going to play a track right after the break uh, we're going to play valentine and i'm always <laughs> don't forget if we just say if dolly does it we do uh brendan it's been a joy to meet you can't wait for, for you to get over here and play the junction in november it's going to be great yes. and we're looking forward to that christmas single as well brendan thanks so yeah. much indeed for joining me thank you thanks for having me take care